man. Oh, oh. <laughs> Powered uh, by Illusione Cigars. This is the unofficial and unauthorized Dis Illusione D program podcast. Welcome to Join the Persons of the Society. I am Kaplowitz Media at Kaplowitz Media across all social media platforms. Leave me alone on Facebook with me is my co-host Dion Giolito, owner of Illusione Cigars. You can find them at www.illusionecigars.com. I, I, I feel like, Dion, I need to point something out real quick. For those listening at home, hi, mom. Uh, it shoots us right into recording, and I it doesn't give you the option of trimming the beginning. So I, I immediately thought that it probably sounds like I'm urinating when, when, the, when it started being audible to you fine folks listening. I was pouring coffee. I don't know if that got picked up on my mic or what, but I was pouring coffee. I'm sitting in my office behind my desk not urinating into a toilet bowl. I just felt like I needed to get that out of the way. I think that the whole introduction in general was just a little lackluster. There was like nothing behind it. Almost like you got caught off guard, but then you were just went meh. Okay. I, I think, I think, uh, I think something's going on. Maybe you were peeing. Maybe it was a, maybe it was one of those relief peas. No, 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 no. Those, those almost orgasmic peas. No, no. First of all, me showing signs of meh surprises you still at this point, Dion. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm a little thrown back. On it was that. a little more meh than usual, you know. It was, it, should it, I, it was should kind I do of off-putting. It, should I do it again? No, don't, don't, please, God, no. You, well, I could. I mean, if, if you if you thought that was the thing to do, I'll gladly do it again. Uh, it, but I, I had a busy freaking morning. Maybe that's what it is. I've been up a while. This is early as we're recording now. It's 9 a.m. Uh, really early in the day. Not for me. I've been up since like 5. I'm an early riser. So maybe I just didn't transition enough. Like I, it wasn't as smooth. I, I feel bad now. I don't want to ruin the entire show from the beginning. What if nobody's listening now? They heard my intro. And regardless of how brilliant the rest of the show is, I blew it. And now I made, it's, it's just a waste of time. I think they've all moved on by now. I think they've all moved on. I think like, it's just you and I. It's like it's a you and I from here on out. Yeah. There we go. Well, we could catch up with nothing else. But one of the things I was doing, oh, sorry, I'm just lit a cigar too. One of the things, I was doing before the show was washing dishes. I, I, I usually I have to do all the dishes and clean them by do. I mean, clean before I go to bed, but I let myself slide. So I had to do them in the morning and I, I don't know your experience with dishwashing during this uh, shelter in place thing, but I feel like, I guess because me and my kid are home all the time and we're eating when we're home because it's like it, it, it's become an official source of entertainment with nothing much else to do. Washing a lot of dishes. Dishwashing has ramped up like sixfold. I think with everybody. 
it, is it's, that a it's, universal it's quite, thing? It's quite annoying, to tell you the truth. Well, I, I'll tell you what's annoying about it is it's become a chore. And it used to be something I weirdly maybe enjoyed. It used to be like a meditative um, accomplishment that I could just do. And it's easy. And it's whatever. It gives me a chance to think. But I, like, like I need more chances to think right now. Like I need less in front of me to actually do so I could focus on my inner thoughts. So it, it's become just a chore. Washing dishes. And it's, it's laborious. It's absolutely laborious. It is. It's tedious. It's, it's probably next to washing clothes. It's, it's, and, and, and like moving, you know, moving is probably Ugh. to me the most uh, vile of all activities. Not okay. Moving yourself is not, is bad enough. Right. But when you're mm. helping somebody else move, Oh, and if you get roped into that they don't, nightmare. Yeah, they don't, they don't have their, their act together. There's still mm. crap everywhere. They haven't, uh, they haven't packed their cabinets. They haven't packed their <laughs> kitchen. Nothing's in boxes. Yeah, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. But, no, yeah, but I, 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 will, I will say first, if you, if you ask me for help moving, I can't. My back hurts. I'm busy that day. But if I absolutely have to help you, it's simply to move boxes and furniture it's absolutely not 100%. it's not to empty out your junk drawer into a, a tote bag and carry it down for you it's not right. it's it, it's not to hold on to your cat so it doesn't run away it's it, not to stand over a pile of crap and go do you want to keep this or throw it away do you want to keep oh this or throw it away do you want to keep this or throw it away that's the worst that's the absolute and it's definitely not to clean cleaning right. is I'm not there to clean. I'm, I'm not there to get the dirt out of the corners of your room. I'm not there to knock down cobwebs. I'm not there to clean windowsills. Where's a box? I'll move boxes until my back either hurts or I says it does. And we're done. <laughs> yeah. And uh, God forbid they have a sink full of dirty dishes. You know, and the thing is, the thing is, I think a lot of my, uh, love my fondness let's downplay it a little bit my fondness of dishwashing it comes from me working in kitchens I was a chef I was never an executive chef I was a couple of times the only chef I guess that makes me by default the quote-unquote executive chef usually I was a sous chef regardless I always wanted to be the dishwasher the dishwasher was there. He knew exactly what he was going to do. He knew exactly it, what... It, 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 nobody everybody, le everybody leaves him alone. Nobody oh, bothers him. It's the money position. It's it is. the best position in you get every tipped out. kitchen. And yeah, you, get you get tipped, tipped out. out by everybody. It's ridiculous. I, I just wanted to... To, to the point... like I, I, I never wore my chef jacket unless I absolutely needed to, unless I kind of had to put on a show, like if somebody wanted to speak to the chef, they would kick me out of the kitchen door with my chef jacket on and I'd go put on the chef show, you know? Uh, oh, yes, thank you. Uh, yes, yes. Well, I trained nowhere. Uh, but usually I would wear a white shirt, maybe a kitchen shirt, you know, the short sleeve collar ones. I would try to get away with a white T-shirt 
And I'd wear an apron because, Dion, another key, no one asks a person in an apron any important questions. They right. get especially left alone. A, especially a filthy apron with <laughs> with foodstuffs and waste that look like vomit. I mean, if you walk out in that apron with that stuff going down your 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 rubber apron or whatever, you, you know, you can have a combination of like mac and cheese and oh. salad and like a, a, a maybe a a smear of like meat blood that was on there. I mean, you look like you look like a uh, a cereal. Nobody's going to talk to you. Nobody's no. going to talk to you. You look like a serial killer. No, no nothing important is going to come down your pike. There, there's you're just gonna you're just gonna be there, and you're gonna pass some time, and you may be. Oh, the other thing, dishwashing. There's lots of time to clown around. I mean, there's there's some downtime dishwashing. You oh know? yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just really. It was so, unfortunate. I, it's one job I never actually had. I mean, I washed dishes. No, I, I did. I did. I can tell you from firsthand experience. So when I started off, you know, when I was in high school, I think a lot of the kids when we were growing up, when we wanted to do, we wanted to be a delivery, you know? So I wanted to, I That's worked at this did. little Italian, Italian restaurant called Figaro's uh, in Las Vegas. There's a little subsidiary of a Figaro's back East in uh, New York. And they had a couple shops in, in Las Vegas. So anyways, you know, I go there, you know, I'm a kid, whatever. I'm like maybe 15, 16. I'm just about ready to get my life. So, okay, kid, you know, well, you can't deliver. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to start you. We're going to start you in the back. You know, you're going to wash dishes. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's busy times. And then there's like low times. Like you said, right, there's right. a lot of time to like, you know, stand around and do nothing. But, you know, this guy was, uh, he, he didn't like anybody to lean. He didn't want anybody – because you, you lean around like that, and then, you know, the employees get together, and then it's shenanigans, right? It's shenanigans time. Yeah, so if, there's, if, if there's time to lean, there's time to clean. Yeah. So if I wasn't – if I wasn't washing dishes, I was prepping. So I was, like, breaking down lettuce, you know? <laughs> I, you know, he's like, okay, uh, go grab that box of lettuce. And then so you had a thing you had to do. You had to bang the bottom of the lettuce, you know, where that, that yeah, core is. the core. You, yeah, you, yeah, you yep, bang yep. it. That comes out immediately. You cut it up. You put it in the, uh, the the hotel pan or whatever your vessel is. And, you know, you just, you do prep work. And then, you know, you get the lunchtime or dinner time or whatever. And then you're just in the weeds. I mean, you got, it's steamy. It's hot. It's nasty back there. You're washing dishes. And uh, every once in a while, maybe somebody would come back and help you. But by and large, now you were just on your own, this insurmountable pile of dishes but you were by your own you were on your own you were by yourself that's that's good stuff too that's yeah, good but stuff you know too what? i didn't I, as a kid i didn't i didn't appreciate that uh, leave me the f alone thing back then like i really do now right it's like it's completely true. different the only thing when you're washing dishes and you're in the weeds is like man i want to get out of here so i can uh go meet up with my buddy it's got a fake ID and uh, go go get a twelve pack and go and go skateboard. The guy with the premature mustache. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. eleven at night. We so we go you know drink beers and skate at eleven at night in a parking lot somewhere when it's still like hundred and six degrees outside. You know, in Las Vegas, you're growing oh, yeah. up. And I mean, this is like in May, June, whatever. Jeez, so I, I can't imagine being in a kitchen. And I hadn't thought about that. Oh, dude, it was brutal, brutal. Had but not thought I about became that. A, uh, I became a delivery driver, and uh, that was a whole different world. Just woke me up to 
the strange and uh, uh, I, the, the, the hustle of the delivery world. I, I delivered for Ciro's Pizza in Brooklyn. It was on Avenue X. I have no idea if it's still there. But um, the amount of deliveries, I'm, I'm still sure that place was a front because there would be whole days I would be there that I wouldn't get any delivery orders. And the, and the, the owner who was also the pizza cook would like tip me out for like nothing. Like, I don't know why I was getting tipped out. He'd just give me a few bucks for hanging around. And I did deliver pizzas on my bicycle, however, right. which right. is like, I mean, much of my growing up in Brooklyn sounds like I grew up in the thirties. <laughs> Right. You know, here, say, kid, take these knives down to the local. Uh, <laughs> get these sharpened, bring them back, and then take my shoes down to the cobbler. <laughs> there was a shoe store. Oh God, yeah, but, and I had a little side hustle even back then. Um, I would del- I, I would deliver cigarettes. I don't know if I ever told the story on this show to oh. the older people in my building. Oh, yeah. So. So that was so they would they would see me hanging out because Ciro's was kind of near some housing, and um, they would see me mulling about, and they would throw down, yeah, yeah, they would they would throw down socks full of money and yell out Benson and Hedges. Oh yeah, yeah. So so the the Figaro's where I worked with it was kind of like in the hood, you know, where my uh, where my high school was. So it was really convenient. I get off work and I go right over there, Mm. and so. It was set up so dot dotty, okay. Old, oops, sorry. Um, old timey, old timey Italian. I mean, just every everything. If she wasn't like doing her nails in the front uh, in the dining room, she was screaming at everybody. You know, stop whistling, you know, just all over the place. You fucking retard. That's right. I got that a lot. Yeah. Right. Right. So when we had deliveries we would oftentimes get the customers or the people we were delivering to, Hey, can you stop by Seven Eleven and pick me up a pack of Marlboro's? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like 16, 17. Well, I'm not, you know, old enough to, you know, buy cigarettes, <laughs> but you know, it's fine. You know, you walk in, you know, they see uh, what you're doing, what and they just, they, they kind of knew, right. They like, okay. Yeah. The cigarettes aren't for you. They're for, yeah. you know, I'm buying them for such yeah. and such behind over here in these apartments or whatever. And they're like, yeah, here you go. Boom. And then, you know, exactly. can you stop by Seven Eleven and give me this? So it was like it was like yeah, delivery service, but they didn't want to buy drinks from, uh, they didn't want to buy drinks from Figaro's, you know, because they were kind of expensive, and they'd be like, oh, do you want to stop by and get me a liter? I did of Diet some of Coke? that too. I did some of that and too. So it was like kind of this thing. It was like anything goes. So we had, uh, so so this place I worked for Figaro's, Jack. Jackie would only hire you if you had to meet certain criteria. One. You were, uh, you, you were, you know, you're, you're in school, but more importantly, it's like the questions were, are you going to college? And you say, yes, this was kind of like his, his background check, right? <laughs> are you going to call? Okay, good. You know, you're, it's a, you're, you're a responsible kid, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, two, do you have insurance on your car? Show it to me. Yes. And three, <clears throat> are you Italian? Oh, yeah. So all the delivery kids in there, you know, we're all like, you know, various, various, uh, you know, blood types and amounts of Italian. You know, there was Dion Giolito, which was me. There was Ray Soupy. 
you know, there was uh, James Looney. I mean, everybody, everybody, everybody that delivered pizza at this place was uh, required to have a vowel at the end of their name. Right. That's beautiful. That's yeah. Beautiful. So and later I learned that I, I later I found out, learned out why. But, you know, we can get into that some other. time. But... Yeah. I'm surprised that wasn't a prereq for my spot for Ciro's. Yeah. I'm surprised my right. it's got a, it got through the door. But, you know, my it's travels a little differently than other it's does. I, right. I, I think I get a wider, a, a wider grace of where I'm allowed yeah. as, as a right. Hebrew American. But um, so what I was going to say is, so I, I, I got really, really uh, learned with the with the delivery pecking order right because if you're a new kid right so you'd get like and there were like back then there were like no minimums for delivery right so like you'd see an order up there so you'd make a percentage of all the orders that you'd take out right plus tips Hmm. so if there'd be an order for like 30 or 40 bucks up there that was a big juicy order you know because it's got some like antipasti in there it's got some uh, chicken fingers that might have a couple of heroes (laughs) in there and then like a pizza. So it's like, boom, you know, I'm going to make like 2% on this or whatever it is, 3%. Beautiful. So, you know, what you do is you'd always look at the tickets in the back and you say, okay, these are the big fat ones. I'm waiting for these to come up. But sometimes you just had to go out because, you know, you're in a rotation, right? So whatever gets into the window, that's what you've got to take. So you'd kind of learn the game, right? So like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and then you'd like disappear and you'd kind of time it for like when that big order comes Yeah, I got to go to the bathroom for 22 right. minutes. In the meantime, there'd be like an antipasto sa- antipasti salad up there for like for like six dollars. That's like five miles across town. And you're like, I'm not taking this. Right. And like, and Jackie's like, you got to take it. Let's go. Come on, it's better. You got to go. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna wait. You. So he'd say, okay, wait for this in this order, you know, because you're headed out that way. And back then, you know, there was no, uh, there was no GPS. There was no. Okay, I'm dating myself, right? It's like going back to the old timey days of the cobbler shop. And again, we're back in the 30s. <laughs> right. So, so we all had to, you know, get the directions. We all kind of had to know the lay of the land. You were part like taxi driver and part like delivery and part like a gopher. It was like your your job encompassed the whole thing. So, you know, you'd kind of wait for two or three smaller orders to kind of make like an okay, like delivery thing or whatever. But um, there would just be that one salad up there and it would be sitting there. (laughs) It would be sitting there for like 20 minutes. And the, the lady would call, she's like, I need my salad. My salad's not, you know, blah, blah. And Jackie's like, come on, you got to take salad. I'm like, I'm fucking taking a $6 salad. So, I'm sorry. That, 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 so, remind, that reminds me of waiting tables. Not that I've ever really right. done that. Any, uh, I mean, I'm usually right. not allowed front to house for obvious reasons. But uh, it, it's, it's, so, like, so then, it's, it's like, uh, real quick, it's like the table that orders yeah. waters. Nobody wants to wait right. on that table. Oh yeah, then then you're like back every three minutes. It's like you pour the water, you turn your back, and there's nothing but ice. And there's no tip, thing. and there's no tip in right. the water gang. Right. But any, anyway, go ahead. I didn't mean to interject. Yeah, so so you know, Jack, you'd say, okay, come on, come on, you know. So he'd reach in his pocket, he'd give you like a couple three dollars. He's like, okay, now will you take this? I'm like, okay, fine, because <laughs> nice. you're not going to get tipped on a, on a friggin' six dollar salad. You know, they're not going to give you six dollars for the salad and say, here's ten bucks, keep the tip. <laughs> you know. It's always like, okay, it's $6.47. Okay, well, here's the exact change, in, or here's $7. Oh, here's, I remember you know, so that. I remember it was that. brutal. Try doing and it on so, a bicycle when somebody pays in quarters and dimes. Right. 
so that's that's kind of how it was and we learned really quick and so what we found though is so like if somebody was up say like if there were three of us working that day and all right ray is up ray ray gets the salad good you know i'm i'm getting the i'm getting the party pack order that's going out ray gets the salad take the salad ray (laughs) so you turn your back Ray would go into the back of the kitchen. He would help pack the big order oh. that's going. He would staple the ticket to it, and he would walk out the door with it. Oh, Ray! And that was we call that was called snaking, right? So you would snake somebody. You would kind of like line jump in front of them. Oh. So you'd be like, oh, you know. So he'd disappear. He'd go back around in the kitchen and do the whole thing. So like there'd be somebody back there putting you know the order together, whatever it is, when it was already putting the bags in there, putting the ranch and the right. you know the parm whatever and so but here i'll get this for you i'll get it no problem go you know go go do whatever you're gonna do ray so he would do that i'm I'm disappointed in ray i thought he was a good guy and then he would then he would sneak out the back door right all the cars and everything were parked in the front so what we would do is we'd we'd take it from the window and then we'd walk it out the front right the front door right he would take it out the back go to his car so you wouldn't see him so by the time By the time you're like ready to get your juicy order, the salad is still sitting there. You're like, hey, Ray's supposed to take all. Oh, he's already gone. He took uh, the such and such order. And you're just so Ugh. then it turned in. Then it turned into a game. Right. Then it turned into Lord of the Flies after that. It was Lord of the Flies of delivery. Wow. I, I didn't have any of yeah. those politics. I was there was only one delivery boy at a time at Ciro's and there was barely enough deliveries for that. But uh, and funny, I'm remembering the only drinks were canned. There was a there you could get canned Sprite, Diet Coke, or Coke. That was it. So a lot of my stuff involved pedaling through and getting something at the bodega that wasn't one of those things. Like like uh, you know like uh, Dr Pepper was like, oh my god, we can't do that. What is this? What do you think I am, Dr. Yeah. Pepper? So then I have to make two stops. And I would get tipped for it because they would realize it. So the people were really nice other than the people that paid in quarters and dimes. Yeah, and you always ran into them. But then, you know, you would realize that you, you're delivering to like a CD part. And I mean, you know, Las Vegas, there, there were, when I was growing up, especially down around the Strip, there were a lot of CD parts. So if you knew you had to go into this one. That's uh, true. This one neighborhood. And I'm like. You know, Jackie. So sometimes Jackie, you know, the the owner would take would take these into these uh, into the neighborhoods. You know, to the particularly bad and, parts of town. Yeah, yeah, be, yeah. Because he he packed. You know, he had a gun. Oh. And you know, we were kids. We could. You know, and so it'd be like, okay, this is going to such and you know, thirty two twenty five such and such apartment six A building whatever. And I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh. <laughs> so I'm so who cooked there. when he was out? Was there like okay? No, no. So J- Jackie was the owner, so he was kind of like the expo guy. Uh, okay, he was oh, kind of okay. like the guy that stood around. And so there was a out. pizza chef cook, too, or whatever. Right. So the cook, yeah, the cook was Joe Rizzo. Joe Rizzo was the cook, and he was the one that did everything, you know. But uh, well, we can kind of get to him. That, that's funny. he was the guy, Joe Rizzo. Yeah, he was the kind of the guy. Yeah. So if he, whatever he bet, and it didn't matter if it was a pony, if it was, if it was, if he was betting the Niners and the Niners were playing whoever, you bet the other team. <laughs> because Joe always lost. Why, why Joe would never what is, win. Anything. What is the incredible correlation between people that work in kitchens and gambling? I don't think I've ever known a chef that does that that didn't gamble. And I mean like nearly like degenerate level gambling. Oh 
Joe was a degenerate, man. I mean, so Joe looked like he hadn't slept in about two weeks. Okay, he was really gaunt, really skinny, and he's probably like in his 60s. Oh, boy. Um, and it looked like, you know, his eyes, he had these circles under his eyes. It looked like you put, you, he ground up some some uh, charcoal and then just, you know, ground it into your eyes, you know, with that anxiety, just, you know, rubbing your eyes. And it just, he always had like these raccoons, oh, man. you know, like he had been staying up or whatever. And he's always mumbling under his mouth, you know, about either a team or something or Jackie or this or that. Joe, there was, I don't think that there was ever a moment of happiness with Joe, poor Joe, you know, because I think he kind of was resigned to his fate and his place of where he was. I mean, he was just a go-nowhere cook. Huh. You know, he had resigned that, that he's just, okay, I'm, I'm a degenerate gambler. I'm working for this guy who most likely he owed money to. You know? Some so type of indentured getting, servitude going on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know the thing is he was a really good he was a really good cook i mean he made all the sauces he taught me how to make all the you know like the pizza sauces and you know how, how to do it was really cool man so i really got a a a, a ground level ground-based knowledge of what goes on in a kitchen when i was very very young both in the front of the house and the back of the house uh with everything from you know the only thing obviously i didn't you know do or know was like like bills and sure stuff like that. you know i didn't do any of that but you know just the the goings-ons the day-to-day nuts and bolts workings of you know the kitchen and, and 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 what a miserable place it is to work i can tell you that i quit that job like five or six times and jackie would call i say dion come on into work and i'm like no dude i quit i I quit i'm you know i'm blah 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 he's like no 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 forget about it okay dude just come on in yeah 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 yeah. put something on and and, and i'm like and i'm like jackie i'm like i'm not coming in i'm not gonna work that place fucking sucks you suck i'm not coming in Mm. he's like no forget about it i'll see you in 15 minutes and i'm like okay give me a rate i'm like he's like uh, we get like one and a half or two percent on the orders i'm like okay give me three percent he's like no 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 and he would hang up on (laughs) just wait for you to come in and he'd hang up (laughs) right he and and then he'd call me he's he's like like 10 15 minutes later dion are you on your way and i'm like no i'm not on my way obviously i just he's like okay forget about it you know you're you're coming into work i'll see you in 15 minutes because he'd had nobody coming in because you, know, you, you weren't was still, Ray was still in. School. You weren't the only one yeah, he was James calling, Lear. which is the comical part right. of it. Some somebody bites. Right. Right. Somebody bites. Right. Exactly. James was working over at the uh, the the uh, the shop off Maryland Parkway, uh, so he like had nobody. I mean, he it was either him or Dot that were probably you know delivering, and they were probably like it was it was like a time between that 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 lull time when you know between like after lunch service and pre-dinner service where you still got orders yeah. going out, but you don't need like three guys. There, like the two right? o'clock time, the famous dead hour yeah. in restaurants. Right. Right. And so there was nobody there. And uh, he's like, you know, come on. And then, you know, so finally I'd, 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 I'd buckle, I'd go in and, you know, I'd, I'd hustle out a bunch of orders and then by like five or six, you know, then three of us are there. And then, then, then the whole shit show. Would start and and you're sucked back in. You're sucked back in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, you mentioned, you know, being an excellent pizza cook or pizza chef or whatever you want to call it. I don't like the word chef being thrown around a lot. But I also don't like people that are chefs that refer to them as chefs. Like, I'm not going to call you Chef John. 
it's 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 yes, it's chef. not like it, it, it's not like uh it's not some kind of a subtitle to your name. I I call you chef or chefy, but I'm not going to call you chef John instead of like Mr. Jones. Yeah, but, uh, right. Like like some sort of doctor. Yeah, like, uh, some yeah. kind of no. So what, what's what's that word? Like Mr. Mrs. Right. Whatever. But it's tricky to cook pizza. There's a lot going on. Oh, You're yeah. a baker. Oh, yeah. Basically, you got to worry about right. the bread. And we're not going to get into all that. But uh, there's a no, lot. You got to have the sauce nailed. Right. You got to have the right cheese. Yeah. You got to. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. It's not as easy. As there's it a looks. lot going on, right? And and you could screw it up real easy. So we were fortunate that we had a baker that came in like every you know every day three four in the morning whatever, and he'd make, you know he'd he'd, he'd make the pe- he'd make the dough. Gotcha. So we always had fresh dough, and then he would always make the uh, and they were the best rolls. I still to this day have ever had these you know these these hoagie huh. rolls that he would make, and he'd he'd make them. Uh, he'd cook them in the pizza oven. They'd come out and then fresh rolls. I mean, people would just come in for these bags of, of, of rolls, but they really weren't a roll. They were more like, you know, they were like a hoagie, yeah. like six, seven inches or whatever. Like, like, almost like, like uh, somewhere like, like a baguette area. Yeah, crispy yeah. on the outside, chewy on the inside. I mean, they were, dude, they were just insane how good they were. You know, I still have not been able to find something that, that was that fresh baked huh. and that good uh, in my day. Uh, this guy was just mad. But, but I, what I was trying to segue into smoothly was how yeah. hard it is to do, we'll say authentic. But when I say authentic, I mean basically good. There's some stuff that's hard um, that you wouldn't expect. You would think like uh, the story I had, and it goes back to dishwashing, is um, my family moved when I was about 17 from Brooklyn to Indiana outside of Chicago, but it was rural Indiana, at least compared to Brooklyn, anything's rural. But, um, I met this girl when I was kind of fresh off the boat, so to speak. And she was completely enthralled with the fact that I was from Brooklyn and she invited me to her house, to her parents' house. And she wanted to cook me an authentic, and I'm going to quote here, an authentic, Italian dinner because I guess she figured I'm from Brooklyn and I'm Italian. Right. So she cooked me this thing. It, 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 it was, I ate it, you know, we, we, I was like 17 and a half. She was like, I don't right. know how old we, we were, you know, in her, she cooked, she cooked me something, you know? Right. And, uh, it filled, the it, void. it filled the void. And then I guess her parents wanted her to clean up after her mess. So she did the dishes by hand. And I'm mm-hmm. watching her and I'm puttering around a little bit. I'm trying to help. You know, you're in somebody else's house. Is there anything I could do? You have to say that or you're just a complete dick. Oh, of course. Yeah. Or you just jump up and right, right. make them feel guilty. She, she's like, no, no, no. You know, I got it. It was only a few dishes. And she's washing the dishes with the sponge. You know, and the soap and all that stuff. She's washing. They're stacked in the sink, okay? Dirty, stacked in the sink. She picks one up, washes it, just the top, rinses it off, puts it in a drainer. Again, takes another dish, washes it off, just the top, puts it in a drainer. Oh, I love that. I was horrified. Well, so I'll tell you something. I bet they did not get sick or have a disease in that house. I bet I bet their immune system was so robust <laughs> from those 
filthy dishes that they ate off of. Dang, I mean, yeah, you could filthy. probably have anything from That's filthy. Yeah. You you could have anything from like dysentery to MRSA, and they probably were just like you know, they should probably look at that family. Because somewhere in there is probably the cure for uh, everything that right, right now. Yeah, and it, it it was just I was watching her, and I was just and you know I guess I wasn't the germaphobe yet, maybe that I that I uh, blossomed into, but I was just why I'm like you're not washing dishes. What do you, what what are you doing? Right. What, what did I do? Better yet, what the fuck did I just eat off of? Is this how everybody in the house yeah. washes dishes? Right. Yeah. Where's the bathroom? Right. I, I, do, do I make myself vomit now in hopes that I don't poison later? Like, what, what's going well, on here? So, the food wasn't that look, good. If they're not, yeah, if they're not washing the dishes properly, could you just imagine what else is going on in there? I mean, looking at the, uh, you know, like you said, walk into the bathroom, look around oh, the tub, God. you know, look under the toilet seat or worse yet, you know, go into the bedrooms and just look at the sheets. You know, the sheets have probably been on there for like six oh, months. Oh, my God. It's just, it's, you know? it's terrible. It, it was terrible. And, and, yeah. and it was not authentic Italian food, to my understanding, to boot, right. you know. Right. But yeah, it's just, uh, but I still, I guess, like, I, 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 I long for the days ahead when washing dishes returns to like some kind of meditative accomplishment, like an active meditation instead of like, cause I like, ha- I'll hand wash dishes instead of running the dishwasher because it's relaxing. Yeah. Well, okay. So. I wash dishes to merely get through them as fast as I can. And look, if I'm cooking, if I'm cooking, right, I'm kind of like a clean as I go guy. All right. I'm clean as I go. So it's like in many ways, you know, my wife, my wife and I, we, we see a lot of things the same and we do a lot of things the same, but in, 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 but in the same sentence, we can be the friggin' odd (laughs) couple, right? We can be the odd couple all at once. So, I mean, I'm, if I'm cooking, I'm, I'm a clean as I go. So when she, so like if she's doing something, she's working late or whatever, I got the meal made, everything's clean, it's done, you know, so pretty much all you have to do is just rinse off the plates, put them in the dishwasher, press start, and that's it. You know, she's cooking and it involves more than, than three things on the plate. Oh. It looks like she's been, she's been in the kitchen all day and has practically used every single utensil and I, pan that we have oh, in there. So. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, so, and it's always rushed, you know, it'll get there. We sit down and invariably maybe one thing got is forgotten, you know, to get on the plate or whatever. And so God bless her. She's a great cook. We sit down, we eat. And then all of a sudden there's just like these mountain of like dishes. And it's usually like, okay, whoever cooks the other person does. And that's not fair. Right. And it's not fair because I, you know, if I cook a meal, I cook a nice meal. And then when I go through, so pretty much her, her, uh, her time in the kitchen is probably no more than like four to six minutes, (laughs) you know, a couple of plates, some silverware, maybe some glasses, you know, if there's a, I don't know if there's a butter dish out or whatever that you need. I mean, it can all fit like in one half of the sink. Right. So now if she's done something, I'm looking at, I, you know, it's like I get, uh, I, I get PTSD. It's like looking back when I was 
working at Figaro's and I saw that mountain, that insurmountable pile of dishes. When I walked into there, you know, that place when I was a kid, it's like, it's like when, so like if the dishwasher, he's like, he cuts out. If the dishwasher, like, like say his shift is to like three 30 or four or whatever, and then dishes are coming in, he's pretty much mentally right. checked out. Right. So things are starting to pile right. up. Things are piling up and it's like, okay, the next kid, you know, the next dishwasher will get it when it comes in. And so he's kind of like doing busy work, but not really busy work. Right. He's doing like yeah. side work, but the dishes are piling up. So like when I walk in, you know, it's just, it's chaos. Right. right. Because he didn't leave a nice uh, working environment or nice station for me when he left. Right. Yeah. But, th but that's another a, great selling point hour. to being a dishwasher. What time is it? It's three thirty. Oh, I got to bounce. I never had that right, as a right. chef. Never. Right. What, what time are you here until? Right. Uh, to, I don't know. Until, until right. I don't know until right. that last group of right. assholes comes in a half hour before I want to go home right. and orders everything off the menu. Right. Uh, yeah, the six top that came in at at, at seven o'clock, and they and they sit there and they camp out to like eleven. Right, right. What time are you going home? Ask those assholes. I don't know. I'm I'll be outside right. smoking a cigarette on an egg crate. I don't know. Leave leave me alone. So my wife, yeah, my wife used to work in fine dining for uh, Charlie oh. Palmer. Um, yeah, and so she was. Uh, she you know she served for a while, but then she was expo. You know she was. She she worked, uh, you know. I, you, I I did that for, for a little anyway, bit. That was actually one of my favorite years. restaurant gigs when I expoed. But and anyway, so yeah. So anyways, you get to the point, right? Say like say like the restaurant closes at ten, right? So you'd always have the thing nine fifty or nine forty five. People would walk in. I'm not saying anything new that, that right. everybody knows. You, you know, that's been in the food industry or the service industry already, or so, you know, everything's broken down. Everything's ready to go. There's that one table out there. That's just like kind of sitting there. So they had this one guy and it was funny. Uh, DH was the chef. And so he was, he was the dishwasher. Right. But he was like this brute of a man. He was like this brute gruntish of a man, whatever. So they would send him, they like, okay, such and such go give uh table seven, the business, <laughs> right. Is he shaking down customers? So he would, he would, he would, no, he would just lumber out there, you know, and you'd see him coming, you know, this guy, maybe he's got like a little gigantic eyeball going, maybe he's got a bit of a limp, maybe, you know, and he's just, you know, he's, he's hairy and he's big spectacle. and he's large and looks like he yeah. can crush your head, right? Like a wall. So he goes out there and he just starts moving things around and wiping down the table and picking things up. So basically <laughs> the table that these people are sitting at, the only thing that's in front of them, the table is spotless. The only thing that they have is their wine glass and there's a new setup on the table. There's new silverware, oh, there's awesome. new everything. And they're like, oh, well, I, I guess it's time that's to go. That's awesome. You know, but some people just got to be hit over the head. That, I, 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 never, I, I never experienced that. That guy's worth his weight in gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. He is. Oh, man. I, 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 honestly, I, I miss my time being a chef, but I have no intention of ever being that again. Absolutely no intention, right. but it's an awesome, it, it's just, it's an awesome way to make a living for a little bit. It's crazy hours. It's insane stress. It, yeah. It's, it's terrible working. You really got to live on the address. Oh yeah. It's a rush. It's yeah, a rush. A lot of ups, a lot but of I, and, and, Yeah. And then after work, you go get snot slinging drunk. Oh, that's the money. You blow all your tip money. The next, you know, then you get maybe like, 
three, five, three, four hours of sleep at the most. You sleep till like about one thirty. 1231 one o'clock two or whatever in the morning and then you got to be at work in like another it, it, it uh, is it is brutal, brutal. it took brutal me a while life, to get man. used brutal to not life. living that life and i don't know how i would have yeah. done it if i went from that to working nine to five in a cubicle i didn't i just transitioned to doing what i do now but then you know the freelance writing well the, that's well, not really it, a it's not really it's just it involves me not that's, having to go anywhere basically it's a it's a lack it's a lack that's of like transition, going come to think of it well well it is it's like going from a, it's from going 100 miles an hour and uh going to a school zone inside of 100 <laughs> just feet, slam on the know? brakes yeah slam on the brakes and now all of a sudden it's there yeah. it is you know yeah, it, it, it's like sh- being the, the, the into... other thing about working in kitchens is you age out of that, it seems. You you don't want to be the oldest guy yeah. in the kitchen. There's always like you like your guy well, unless, at Figaro's. Unless you're like, there's always like yeah. a a right. sad resignation to that guy. Well, yeah, it's because yeah, they we see that and it's like I don't want exactly. Be I don't want to be there when you know. Yeah, so it's kind of like a reality check. It's kind of a wake up call. I mean, now like if you're if you're the if you're the chef, the cuisine. But, or whatever yeah. you call it, if you're the owner, whatever, and, and 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 you're and you're just and you're just busting it out. There's something to be said for that, right? Because now you're right. it's a completely different like, situation. Oh, no, it's, it's then 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 you're a man of the people yeah. because you own the joint. You're busting out the food. Nobody does it like you right. because hopefully you created the menu. Then it's like you're putting on a show. That's completely different than coming in and punching yeah. the clock and grinding it out at sixty. I mean, I can't right. even imagine physically yeah. doing it at sixty. I would have to. I would have to get accustomed to it now. Oh, you'd have to. Uh, you'd have to go down to uh, twenty-four hour fitness, like three days a week, and just uh, and, and 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 do and do exercises there. Then you'd have to do like uh, the other two or three days. I, I just. Like I think that's when my you back know? stuff started, because you would just stand for hours. Yeah. And I, I remember getting home, and I would have to lay on my stomach on the floor and let the spasms just ride out toward the end. Yeah. Well, between that, between yeah, that, yeah, it was my lower back. It's always been my lower back. Good. Yeah. Well, well, and back then too, they didn't have the they didn't have the shoes right for like standing for like a long. Uh, time. I mean, you can you know wear your K Swiss or your New Balance or. That's something that was like you had to wear the most like comfortable thing, but now they actually have like yeah, they had just things, started you know, the shoes. They had just made. started cranking those out when I was winding down, yeah. but it was right. still like oh, it, you know, like it wasn't accepted yet by the general kitchen population. So it was like right. oh, look at those clogs. What the hell is that guy wearing? Who does he think yeah. he is? While right. standing in like, like chucks, right? You it know, was basically, yeah, chucks, right? Exactly. Yeah, it was. It was kind of like it was kind of like the next generation of the air Jesus, you know, like the, the sandals you know from going from sandals to like something with a little right right and, and the, the kitchen mats did the you guys thing, have kitchen thing mats really... when you were oh, those were yeah, important we had, like yeah, everybody would claim make, their little mat yeah they were pretty much super important yeah yeah and it, well back in the di- you know and it was, so we had you know as a dishwasher you had to take all the right. mats out and back you had to spray them down um but i think really the most important the the, the turning point for me in a kitchen was finding those non-slipping shoes oh, yeah. right 
the shoes that didn't slip. So that's actually when I started wearing Doc Martens. Oh, oh, that sounds and so I'd hot, worn Doc though. Martens for that sounds so years hot. After that. No, but the thing is, they, they were fine. But that sole, it was a non-skid sole, you know, for oil, for, you know, guys that did right, right. garages and stuff like that. It was a workman shoe. So I'm like, oh, well, if it's going to work there, if it's going to work in, in greasy uh, garages and stuff, like they got to work for kitchens. Grease you know, is grease. Oil and grease and everything. And, and so that's, yeah, so I started wearing them there. And I never great, thought of boots. You know, and then everybody started looking. Yeah, they were like, well, uh, so I wore the, the shoes. Oh, okay, right? okay. I, I didn't wear the boots. I just wore the shoes. You know, they had they had like the like an Oxford like a, kind a, of a, six, six eyelet shoe kind. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Exactly. Right. Six eyelet shoe, right. So those are what I wore, you know, and then uh, when I got off work, those went into the trunk and then I put my vans on, you know, my 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 chukas or my high top vans. Yeah, it, that's exactly what I did, except I had one pair of shoes. And I remember skateboarding out the grease would have to wear off for a little bit after. Yeah. yeah i learned yeah and i mean i learned a long time i mean you want to ruin a pair of shoes i mean like overnight work in a busy kitchen work in the back of the, you they're destroyed and not only that you'll get home and not only you know you're oh, you smell like, obviously like smell a friend you like smell like french what's going on back there famously yeah so right you so say like you go to school the next day right you got you're wearing clean clothes but you're wearing those shoes and all of a sudden you're just like what's that stink <laughs> And then you're like, oh, it's the shoes. Brutal. You, know, you look down, and it's got like, it's got some Crust. tomato sauce on just there. It's got grease crusted over, congealed. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, just nasty. I miss it. I miss and, it. Yeah. So I wore, I wore the uh, the the suede shoes, right? The suede leather shoes. So it there's a there's yeah, no way to say clean suede. Them. B they soak up. It's like you're wearing sponges. In, everything uh. that drops. Yeah. Right. Right. There's no way to clean them. You get a stain on there. You get an oil stain. That doesn't go away. It's there forever. <laughs> it's there forever. I'll tell you, I love so the I love the never, way it would I make learned. my chucks look because I don't. I love chucks. I don't really wear them anymore, but I have a few mm-hmm. pair. Um, yeah, yeah, me too. My toes, no toe box. Yeah. Oh, that's right. weird. And uh, anyway, but I don't like new chucks. I don't like the way a pair of pristine-looking chucks look. But if you wear them a couple of days in a kitchen, you get, like, that really nice aged Chuck Taylor look instead of, like, in a couple of months and a couple of days. They just – a kitchen makes them look perfect, I would say. I would say. And on top, skateboarding, too. Yeah, sans sans the stink. (laughs) All right, you know, I uh, I got to do stuff today, Dion. I'm not sure what. I'm not sure right. what, but I, I think we did another show just now. Yeah, it it happened. A, another miraculous. It, it's just occurred. it's 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 like it's magic. It's really just because what's magic? It's 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 doing something that would be seemed to be impossible. That would that would it's like but yeah. out of thin air. Could you imagine if we did more than one show a week? The 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 responsibility would be crushing. I was afraid to move to once a week, but we're doing it. But more than one a week, I yeah. do my daily show. That's ten ten ish minutes every day, and I'm uh, amazed. I have ten minutes of stuff to talk about every day. 
But I, I got to tell you, and I got to thank everybody listening at home, Caput's radio is flying high. I mean, captive audience yeah. aside, is still nobody's telling you right. you got to listen to this stuff I'm putting out. So thank you for just for some reason listening to it. Yeah, new, new and unique and refreshing. <laughs> I mean, not refreshing, I think, in the general <laughs> podcast world because it's pretty much all been done yeah. at this point. And, and there's probably somebody out there can say, oh, well, you know, their show is just like 20 other shows out there. But you know what? In the context of what we do in our in, in our world, as far as like cigars and industry and stuff like that, I mean, it's it's refreshing for us. And I, and I mm. hate to say it, uh, and, and, and it's well. What is it? What is it? Is it copy copying or is a sincerest form of yeah, flattery? Uh, or uh, what's that imitation phrase? is the sincerest form of flattery. Imitation, yeah, right. yeah. Sa- says right. the person doing the so, copying. I would imagine not the person being right. copied. But uh, but yeah, well, kind of what you're saying. And if I could interrupt real quick, so refreshing is what you and I do that when I hear it done two or three times afterward by different people it still retains a little bit of freshness yeah but it's it's, 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 very, it's annoying it's very it's annoying, annoying but what are you gonna do what are you gonna do yeah well what what, did, what do they say about composers good composers borrow great composers steal yeah, yeah. and in a small industry Sorry, I just started talking with a mouthful of coffee. Yeah. In, in, in a smaller industry, you don't always get the premier presenters. You get guys of that industry. So you get cigar guys right. positing themselves as entertainers or presenters. And they're not necessary. They're cigar guys. Well, plus, you don't get you don't get somebody as yeah, and you don't get somebody uh, as polished as say uh, that's a guy like yourself that's been doing right. it. Well, while, I've been doing right? it for years before this because when I talk about that yeah. transition, it wasn't so you directly you kind of have here. It, down. it was comedic stuff. It was right. uh, it was other stuff that I'm not going to talk about, and it's not even on the internet anymore. But um, bowling <laughs> <laughs> bachelor parties and bowling alleys sometimes both yeah but no it, it's it's yep. it's it's whatever and i'll flick shit at people once in a while but you know whatever because you know they're going to be listening oh they listen you know they listen listening. i could tell I, I i know who's seeing what when it hits capitalist media and uh, i'm just going to leave it at that and we know who all of you are <laughs> 